Oh my gosh. The people that I get to work with, I am so blessed. I mean, seriously. Okay, and I have to add something to the story. I just found out this morning that apparently Brad was on the schedule by himself. And he said, uh, Jordan, will you come join me? I don't really want to do it by myself. So it started out with him, and actually he's pretty thrilled that he doesn't have to be up here today and gets to take a morning off. But um, I need to throw him under the bus even a little bit more, yes. all right? <laughs> and I was going to have you guess which person on staff does this, but Brad is the type of person who anywhere at any time can fall asleep at the drop of a hat. Do you trust me on that? Like, we'll be in a meeting and watching a conference, and we'll look over, well, we don't have to look over, we hear him, <laughs> snoring. Or there's times we'll look in his office and he's got these big headphones on. He's just dozing off. He's praying, right. And I had to say that because it fits so perfectly into our series today, Awaken. So it worked out just well. And we just love each other. I mean, it's, you know, we have the love language of sarcasm and teasing each other. But um, I just love working with these guys. And I am so privileged and honored to be up here today. And I have to admit something, I struggle with sleep. And the reason why people like Brad drive me nuts, and maybe you're, some of, you're one of those people that can fall asleep anytime, anywhere, is because I don't. And even in the last couple nights, I found myself not sleeping. And if I'm honest, it's because I've got this mind, my mind doesn't quit. And if I'm even more honest, it's because I want to be in control of things. I want to figure everything out myself. It's really all about me. I want it to go my way, my way, no highway option. And maybe you're like one of those people too. Maybe you're like me and you're sitting here and your mind's already racing about what you need to get done today or this week. And you're not really paying attention or maybe you're starting to drift off asleep. Well, with our series today, I'd like us just to start, and can we pray together and just allow the Holy Spirit to awaken us? Let's pray. Father God, thank you for being here. Thank you for flooding this place with your spirit. I pray in your name that you will awaken us to you, that you will remove any distractions in Jesus' name, that you will keep the enemy far from this place, and that we can hear what you have to say to us, not just in our minds, but our hearts, and then in our actions. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we're in this series, again, called Awaken, where we have been learning more about who the Holy Spirit is and what the Holy Spirit does. And just a quick reminder of who he is. The Holy Spirit is God. He is much God as the Father and God, Jesus, the Son. All three are God to us. And the Holy Spirit is a person. He is not an it. He is a person, a person who lives and breathes and moves and works and does great work in us to those who believe in Jesus. He's our comforter, he empathizes with us, he convicts us, he guides us, he helps us, and he transforms our lives daily to be more and more like Jesus. 
And so in this series, we've been learning not just about who he is, but his presence and his power in us. And the first week, I kind of gave an overview of just to sit back and realize that we are so numbed out. We're often walking separate from God. Even if we believe in Jesus and we say we love him, we often walk separate from him and we forget, we fall asleep. And so we have to keep being mindful and letting the Holy Spirit wake us up to his presence. And then last week, Jordan talked about the gifts of the Spirit and how every believer is gifted with a gift or more in order to grow God's kingdom and be used for the church. And all you have to do, if you're not sure of what your gift is or gifts are, is to look around in the church and see the needs. And what is something that tugs at your heart? And start to apply that to your life and take risks and find the Holy Spirit enabling you to do those things. And then today, we're going to talk about things that show up in a believer's life that show other people that we have the Holy Spirit. So the evidences of the Holy Spirit in us. And those are the fruit of the Spirit. And in Galatians 5, the apostle Paul writes about these fruit. Verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to, the, to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let's keep awakening to the Spirit. Let us not become conceited. Let us not become making it all about us, provoking and envying each other. And have you ever thought, have you ever looked at these nine different fruit of the Spirit, these different fruits that the Spirit has, and thought to yourself, I am so bad at these. I've got to get better. Tomorrow, I'm going to get better. I am terrible at this. I keep failing. I maybe love well for a little bit, but then I fail. I'm a joy, then I'm not a joy. I spread peace, but then I don't. And see, when we do those things, when we say it's all about me and I've got to get better, Again, we're falling asleep to the Holy Spirit. We're numbing out. We're forgetting. We're thinking it's all about us, but it's not about us. It's about him in us. The only way that we can display the fruit of the Spirit is with the power of the Spirit, is with God in us. We cannot be completely fruitful without the one who is all fruit, And I could reread that passage and I could say this, I could say God is love, God is joy, God is peace, God is self-control, God is faithful, God is good, God is kind, God is gentle. He is in his very essence is the fruit. And he always has been and he always will be. He made you and me, he made us. And it all began with love. I believe that's why Paul wrote love first, because love is the key and the catalyst for all 
the other fruit. God loves you. Sit in that for a moment. Think about the worship songs that we sang that he, his love is reckless. He chases you down. Before he made the world, he thought of you. He had you in mind. So he created this world for you. And before he made you so full of love, he created you. He knit you together. And he placed you in a home and a family in love. And then he sent Jesus. He sent Jesus, his son, out of love for you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, his only son for us to die for you so you could be with God. And we just need to sit in that a moment. We need to soak that in that God loves us fully, completely. Not wishy-washy love, not conditional love, not you're bad today, I don't love you. You failed today, I don't love you. I love you no matter what. Through your failures and your flaws, God loves you. We need to sit in that. Because too often we believe lies of the enemy. We believe lies that we're not good enough for God's love. We need to try harder. We need to get better. We're not worthy of his love. But those are lies of the enemy that is bent on your destruction. But the opposite is true, that God loves you so much that he is bent on your fulfilling thriving life in him because he loves you and he wants us to receive his love but see here's the problem because of this this unbelief these lies we put a roadblock in our lives and we don't fully accept his love we have to sit in it we've got to accept it we've got to allow him to love us it doesn't stop the fact that he loves us but it does stop the fact of us receiving his love. But God loves us so much, he doesn't stop there. He doesn't stop with just him loving us. He knows the way for us to have a full and rich and awakened life in him is to love him in return, is to love God with the love that he gives us. And it's hard because, again, we think, how are we going to love God with the same kind of love? I fail. I keep failing at this. But this is where the Holy Spirit comes in again. At the very end of chapter 14 in the book of John, Jesus is speaking to his followers. And he says this. He says, if you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. He's saying he's going to come. I'm going to send him at Pentecost, and if you love me and you want to follow me, he will be in you, the Holy Spirit. So anyone here and anyone online and anyone in the world that loves Jesus immediately receives the advocate, the helper, the Holy Spirit, so that... 
we can love God with the love that he gives us. And we can do it all well and thriving and filling. But we need to allow his love. And then he says, and keep my commands. Oh, and that's where we get a little trip, tripped up. Because we know some of all those commands and we fail at those again. And so right after Jesus is speaking to his followers, at the end of John 14, we head into John 15. And John 15 is one of my favorite chapters in the New Testament. And I, Jesus changes tactics. And I believe, this is just me guessing, but I believe he's looking out at the crowd and whether he sees it or not, he knows it. Some are falling asleep, or some, their minds are racing, like, how am I going to love God perfectly? And he's going, they're missing the point. So he changes tactics, and he uses a beautiful metaphor, a metaphor that they would understand. And he says, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> God, my father, is the gardener. He is tending to his garden he created the whole world for you. He is planting things. He is growing things. He is watering things. And he says, I, I am the true vine in the garden. That's me. Think about me. I am the vine. And you, my followers, are the branches. And you need us. You need us to thrive, branches. You need us to grow, Without us, you can do nothing, branches. You need to remain in us. You need to attach to us. You need to be so close to me, to the Father, to the Spirit, to allow my Spirit to flood in you and through you, branches. Only when you allow my love and our love to float through to you can you love us and keep my commands. Keep the Father's commands, keep Jesus the Son's commands, and let the Holy Spirit flow so you can flow back in love and follow my commands. He says, and only with, with the power of my Holy Spirit can you bear fruit. And Jesus goes on, this is what he says, verse 8, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples People will know you by your fruit. It is to his glory, to God's glory, not our glory. If we start working at it like it's our glory, our branch will wither and die. It's about God's glory. Not my glory, but his. And how do we bear fruit? Jesus says, as the Father has loved me, he says, as God has loved me, the gardener has loved the vine, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love just as I have kept my Father's commands and I remain in his love. He's saying, listen, the Father loves me and I love the Father. And that same love we give to you. I mean, sit in that a minute. Like, think about that. The same love of the Father and the Son is given to us who are just branches. He gives us that love. And then he says, I have told you this, so my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. 
He could all, also said, so my peace will be in you, and my peace will be complete. My self-control will be in you, and my self-control will be complete. We could go through all the fruit of the Spirit. Remain in me. Attach yourself to me. There's a Hebrew word, hesed, that's called loving devotion that comes only from God to us. And you know what it means? It means love, self-control, kindness, goodness, peace, joy. Does it sound familiar? That's the kind of love the Father has for us. And remember, he said, okay, love me, but keep my commands. And so we're thinking, what? What are his commands? I mean, in the, in the Old Testament, there's over 600 commands. How are we going to follow all of these commands perfectly? He said, it all boils down to one. And here's the command. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one friend, one's friends. As I have loved you, love each other. Not your own love, Branches, my love. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I've learned from my Father, I have made known to you. All the love, all the joy, all the peace, all the forbearance, everything I'm giving to you. And he says, I, you did not choose me. I chose you and appointed you to go bear fruit, not without me, with me and the power of my Holy Spirit. And so whatever you ask for in my name, in my name, you ask for more love, I'm going to give it to you. You ask for more joy, I'm going to give it to you. You ask for more peace, I'm going to give it to you. Whatever you ask for in my name, the Father will give you. And then he repeats himself again. This is my command. This is it. Love each other. Jesus is the vine. We are the branches. But we must remain in him. We must walk with him. We must spend time praying. We must spend time in his word. We must spend time with others. And in worship, we must remain because we can't love without him. We can't. Without God, no fruit. With God, fruit. And so what is the fruit again? What is that fruit? I'm going to put them back up on the screen again, Galatians 5. This fruit can be simple, very come out in simple ways, or it can come out in supernatural ways where you go, this was not me at all. So I'm going to go through each one quickly. Love can be love of, you know what? This person is loving to me. I'm going to love them back. But beyond that, it's unconditional love. This person is not loving towards me. I'm going to love them anyway. Joy. Not just happiness when everything's going good and someone is being a joy to you, but actually being a joy even in the midst of someone not being a joy to you, in the midst of sorrow and suffering. Peace, not when, just when everyone's getting along, you're at peace. But even when there's disagreements, there's peace. 
forbearance, and some versions say patience, but I love the word forbearance because patience kind of sounds like you're in a line at a grocery store and you're in a hurry and you've got to be like, okay, hurry up. Let's. That's true in one point. That's the simple way. But the supernatural way is forbearance, long-suffering, where you have suffered long, where you're in a relationship that's struggled for years, or you're having... You're in poverty for so long and you just can't make ends meet or you have a chronic illness or mental health disorder or an addiction that's been long coming and you've tried and you've tried, but the Holy Spirit gives you forbearance. And then kindness, not just when someone is kind to me, but even when they're not. Faithfulness, staying true and faithful to God, even when he doesn't give you what you want. Gentleness, being gentle, not just when people are gentle with their words and actions, but even when they're not. Self-control in words and actions, not just when people are self-controlled with me, but even when they're not. Do you see a theme here? That's what loving one another is. Now, a side note from this. If you're in an abusive relationship or have been, that's not what I'm talking about here. In situations like that, Find someone safe, go to a trusted friend, ask a therapist, and help them. You might need to remove yourself from that situation. But what I'm talking about here is every other situation where we need the Holy Spirit, we need to remain in the vine to allow the love of the Father to flow to us, to others. And the only way we can do this is with the vine. We have to remain in the vine. It's laying down our lives. It's surrender. It's letting go. It's not about me. It's about him in me. Every day, asking for his presence and his power in our lives. So I'm going to give you a next step. I have a question. How many of you believe, raise your hand if you believe, that you have 10 minutes a day to spare? And I know before you raise your hand, you're like, what's Kim going to ask me to do? I'm not going to ask you for anything for me. This is between you and God. Do you believe you have 10 minutes to spare? Raise your hand. I think everyone, even if you're the busiest person in the world, has 10 minutes to spare. And so here's your next step. In the morning, or actually today, as soon as you can, and maybe you take your phone out right now to do this, schedule five minutes, the first five minutes. And you, and you write the word love, the first fruit, love. Or if you're like me, maybe you take a post-it and you put it somewhere you can see it. And then for five minutes and maybe even less time, you stop what you're doing, either alone or you gather someone with you or your family with you. You stop and you pray and you say, Holy Spirit, help me receive God's love today. And Holy Spirit, help me give God's love today. That's it. You could sit in it for a while. You could allow the love of the Father to flow to you. Maybe it just takes 10 seconds to do this. And then at the end of the day, you schedule another five minutes. And you alone or you gather your family together and you sit and you pray, God, where did you love me today? 
Maybe you journal it. Where did you love me today? Where did you see me loving you and loving others today? Write it down. And then tomorrow, and see, I take, I take a post-it, and I put it on my nightstand, so I wake up to this. So you have love. You keep love there. Love stays there every single day. And then you add another fruit, joy. And so you wake up, and you go, Father God, please help me receive your love today through the power of your Holy Spirit and help me love others today and you today. And God, help me to receive your joy today. Help me to know your joy today and help me to be a joy to others. And then at the end of the day, you see that post-it or it comes up on your phone, where was I loving to God today? Where was he where did you show me love today? Where did I show love to others today? And how was I joy? How was he a joy to me? And then the next day, you keep love, but then you, you add peace. And at the end of nine days, I promise you, just take these 10 minutes every day. Just try this. I mean, friends, we are so quick to try diets or quick to try a new show on Netflix or quick to, you know, try this. Just take 10 minutes twice a day, five minutes each time, asking for help from the Holy Spirit and then asking him to show you where he showed up in fruit in your life. And then I would love to know, I would love for you to share with me or one of our staff, and I promise you, I promise you at the end of nine days, you're going to see more fruit in your life. Well, let's pray together. Father God, Thank you again for being here in this place. Thank you that we, we've had 10 years in this building. Thank you for blessing us with so many amazing times of worship, so many incredible volunteers, so many words of wisdom, God. And God, I pray in your name that we would allow your Holy Spirit to grow fruit in our life, that we would remain attached to the vine, to you, Jesus. Keep us mindful, wake us up. In Jesus' name, amen.